Here we are, the Pretenders, with Jay Bones and Bill. I'm gonna have to change that intro here to maybe here I am, a Pretender with Bill. We're still missing Jay Bones here, so it's gonna be another one, another Epi Epi Thirty One coming from Bill. Uh, number one in your playbooks, number three in your hearts, as they say. You know, I got a lot of fans out there. So, just trying to keep things rolling. We had a big night in the National Hockey League last night. 13 games on tap last night. The Edmonton Oilers, of course, knocked off the Calgary Flames 5-2 to continue their hot streak to the season. Uh, I know the Toronto Maple Leafs knocked off the Ottawa Senators 2-1, so I'm going to get into that a little bit. I know Pittsburgh 2-0-1 now. I got a little game breakdown for that game. Uh, they knocked off Chicago five deuce. They were up four, four nothing. They chased Flurry in the first 10 minutes of that one. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. We got one game on this afternoon, a big one here. We got Ottawa going against Dallas. I got a few guys in my fantasy lineup going down swinging against Jay Bones. Me and him are in a heated match. He's up six, four on me. I'll give him credit. He's rolling. He had a great night last night. He had Sam Bennett with the hat trick for him. I know. He picked up Anton Hudobin on waivers there today. Dropped Alex Petrangelo in a shocking move. So I went ahead and grabbed him off the waiver wire. Pretty thrilled about that. But he thinks he's riding high. He thinks Anton Hudobin's going to get the shutout against the Senators tonight. So he really wants to lay the boots to Bill in the Fantasy League. So a bit of a bold play there, I would say. So anyway, let's get into this. Let's jump right in with, let's go, I'm going to start her off, I'm going to save the Oilers. I want to take a look at this 2-1 beatdown by the Toronto Maple Leafs. I didn't get to watch this game, but I got a few of the stats pulled up. Looks like Alexander Kerfoot finished the night with a goal and a helper. Looks like Michael Bunting, the new star for the Toronto Maple Leafs, finished his night with a goal there. Is that a power play marker? Uh, it was... They got Jack Campbell, finished the night with a 9.52 save percentage. 21 shots against, he had the 20 saves. So a big win for Toronto. They're looking good. They get Austin Matthews back here on Monday, sounds like. He's going to be in the lineup playing. Let me just go back here. One. He's going to make his debut Monday as they play. Oh, yeah. Practice in the regular jersey. Who the hell are they playing on Monday? Why can't I find out here? Monday, Monday, Monday. Oh, the New York Rangers. All right. So that's going to be Panarin against Austin Matthews coming up on Monday. You can catch that one all over the place. NHL Network, Sportsnet, MSG, NHL Live. Check out NHL 66, this sick website that the boys stumbled across. You can catch any game on there. NHL66.com. Hell of a good website. Back on the Ottawa-Toronto game here. I just want to hop over to see how my boy Derek Batherson did. Drake Batherson. So he played. Oh, he had a lot of ice time. Let's click this here. Drake Batherson finished the night with 18 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time. Playing right wing on that top line. Uh, he's got. He had an assist. One shot on that. Yeah, he had three scoring on the ice for three scoring chances against. So he had a pretty good game for me. How many hits did this guy make? 
Looks like he ended up with five hits on the night. Yeah, that's my boy. Five hits on the night. Timmy Stutzla played 20 minutes. He's been pretty quiet to start the year here. He'll get going here. They need their boy. I know Brady Kachuk, he's out of the lineup again tonight. He was kind of a game-time decision, but looks like they're going to go Thursday. I think Ottawa's off for a few games. They've been, I think they had three games already this week, so they're off till Thursday. It sounds like Brady Kachuk's going to be back. I know that's why I kind of had a little bit of problem knocking off J-Bones in the Fantasy League this week. I had a couple of my big boys out, Sidney Crosby. And Brady Kachuk was out. Ilya Sorokin just completely shit the bed for me. Finished the week with a 5.15 GAA and 8.55 save percentage. Something crazy like this. I'm just going to pull up the fantasy hockey here. I should have that up too. The Yahoo. There it is, bud. So, yeah, there you go. Another... Oh, look at how many ads for Hudovin today. 7,441 ads for Anton Hudovin. Tyler Ennis, I grabbed him too. I know Kelly was giving me a hard time. You think that'll flip the switch there? That'll be enough for me to knock off J-Bones. All I need is a... I need a shorthanded marker. I know, let's jump into the Edmonton Oilers. I know Evan Bouchard had a shorthanded chance there. Kind of did the old dipsy-do on... Who the hell would that have been? Maybe Mangiapani? Did a little... Toe drag inside out on Mangiapane. Had a backhand on Markstrom for the shorthanded marker. Couldn't find the net. That would have been a big goal for me. I think that would have knotted everything up at five. But the Edmonton Oilers, once again, they go 2-0 and on a... On the... Right in the back. Right in the... What are they, right in the shoulders? Right in the coattails? Of Mikey Smith, who had a 45 save performance. Just locking the door. He had a 9.57 save percentage. Made a couple of big saves. I know there was a breakaway early on Mangiapane. That was huge. And what were the goal scorers? God damn. Let me jump over here. Flames individuals. Mangiapane on the one-timer. Yeah. That's right. Why don't, oh, and then they had a power play marker. Who got that one? Elias Lindholm. That's right. Yeah, Elias Lindholm. Another, another one-timer. So, yeah, they made it close. They went 3-2. And then uh, it was good. A nice breakout uh, 30 seconds after the Flames made it 3-2. Uh, what's our boy? Leon Dreisaitl moved the puck cross-size to Cody Ceci, who had a nice game last night. Cody Ceci moved the puck up to Jesse Pugliarvi. Jesse Pugliarvi just went snipe low blocker on Jacob Markstrom. I was watching the game there with Bob Zarino, my wife. She's going to be the first interview ever on the Pretenders. I got some questions teed up for her, but it was a, she even said, she commented, what a beautiful shot by JP. I know lots of the boys around not giving too much love to Jesse Pugliarvi. He's getting a hard time all the time, but he's a good player. Finished the night with three points. Let's, let's check out the stat line for JP. Only played 13 minutes and 50 seconds of ice time. I think that was eighth amongst Euler forwards. So he he had the goal. He had two helpers. Finished with three points. Just the one shot on net. So he had the 100% shooting percentage. Let's see if this guy's hitting. Any hits? Eh, what is this? Three hits? Looks like he had three hits last night. Nope. That was Kyler Yamamoto. Way to go, Yamo. 
He finished the night with zero hits for our boy JP, but he had a good night, solid night. He's looking good up there on the on the top line. I think he's found a home there. I know he's playing well. He getting in there. He doesn't really stick up for himself too much. I know he kind of he took on his penalty. He took a penalty there, a pretty soft call. I didn't like the officiating last night. Too many penalties in that game. Just busts out the ebbs and flows. I like. Just a, like watching playoff hockey so much better when they're not calling every fucking penalty out there. I mean, I love seeing Edmonton get on the power play, but Jesus Christ, let some stuff go here, refs. Too many penalties. How much power play time was there last night? Quite a bit. So we had three minutes, four, four minutes on the power play for Leon and Connor. So there wasn't as many as I thought, but lots of lots of four on four play. Lots of coincidentals, stuff like that. There was a lot of, there was a couple of times where, yeah, we had that four minute power play and then Yamamoto, did Yamamoto? No, that was JP's. JP took the the penalty there, the roughing penalty, whatever the fuck the ref saw there to, to make that one go uh, even strength, four on four. But just, I just like my hockey with not as many penalties. Let's, let's let these guys play a little bit. Let's get back into this. Yeah, I've kind of lost my spot here. Cody CC had a hell of a good game last night. I mean, I was kind of giving this guy a rough time to start the season, but he has been good so far. He had one shot on net, so but he was just steady back there. How many hits did this guy throw? This guy threw one hit, but he's been moving the puck. Nice. Playing the wrong fucking game. Time out. Gotta go back one. Back in, jumping around here. I'm all mumbo jumboed. Need my boy J Bones. Come on, sucker. Okay, we're loading her up. 16. Oh, yeah, Cody Cece had a helper last night. What are we talking about, Willis? 20 minutes of ice time for Cody Cece. He had the helper, he had one shot on net. He also finished the night with two, one hit. So this guy doesn't hit very much. He's got one hit in his first two games. But he's been moving the puck. He's looking good with Duncan Keith. I'm fairly happy with that pairing so far. Yeah, I know we did have given up 47 shots, but only in that game there. But only nine grade A scoring chances per my count. We had, I want to jump into, let's take a look at Evan Bouchard, who I thought had another good game. 17 minutes of ice time. He's getting tons of time on the PK. Tippett really trusting this guy. Finding a way to get him on the ice. I think that's good coaching for sure. Get this kid some ice time. Pretty quiet on the stat line, though. I know I he had two shots on net. I had him in my pool, but I dropped him. He's just such a quiet player. I mean, he moves around the ice, and he's very efficient. Like, I think this guy could end up logging 25, 26 minutes a night for you once he gets used to the league and three, four-year vet in the league. He's just very subtle and quiet. He's got a very efficient stride, and the way he moves around the ice, it's kind of hard to put my finger on the way this guy plays, but... Loving it so far. Connor McDavid, of course, finishes the night with the hat trick. So he had the one-timer. Both his goals were one-timers, but a lot of talk about the, I don't know, the Ovechkin one-timer, if you want to call it. Teed it up and the power play. Two power play goals. And then uh, the empty netter at the end where JP kind of sifted one over and 
Connor turned on the Jets and got the hat trick. He looked pretty happy about it. Nice to see Connor smiling on the bench and he's feeling it early on in the year. So he's got three goals, two assists in two games. Yeah, I finished the night with a 37% shooting, shooting percentage, eight shots on net. He was hitting a bit too. He took a couple of hits last night. Made a couple of hits, I should say. Three block shots. How about that? All right. He finished the night four for five in the face-off circle, 44%. Zach Hyman, once again, only took four draws, but won three of them. Zach Hyman had another good game. This quickly becoming a favorite in Oil Town. Super fast player. He's just been great so far. Ryan McLeod, Kyle Turris, Brendan Perlini all making up the fourth line, not getting a lot of ice time. Ryan McLeod played five minutes and 22 seconds. I saw him, uh, took a hit. He got bounced off the puck quite easily, the one play I can remember from him. And then uh, Kyle Turris, don't remember, pretty quiet game. Brendan Perlini, I think I heard the announcer say his name maybe once. So a quiet game from our fourth line. But they had their, geez, no, Brendan Perlini had, he was on the ice for one scoring chance for, one scoring chance against. So we just had a few guys in jerseys out there killing some time, which is all we need when we got Connor McDavid scoring hat tricks. We got a goal from Derek Ryan. Loving this guy so far. He kind of greasy one in front of the net, bounced one in, it went off of his chest, and then he batted it out of the air. I'm loving it. So he had finished the night with 15 minutes of ice time. I know he played right around the same in the game before. Ah, what did he finish on the night? 66%. So he's always he's our main faceoff guy down there. Him and Drysaitel taking the majority of the faceoffs. He goes 10 and 5. 10 wins, 5 losses in the faceoff circle for 66%. Dry had a super strong night too. Won 14 of his faceoffs. Lost 7. So again, he was 66% on the night. Just another huge win. Nice that the boys have started her off 2-0 and here. Keep the flames down. Uh, that's good. A regulation win as well. So no loser point to the Calgary Flames. So yeah, it's good. That's that's another big win. Let's move on. It's, I wanted to jump into that. I watched this game here. The Chicago Blackhawks got beat up by the Pittsburgh Penguins. No Sidney Crosby. No Evgeny Malkin. Jake Gensel makes his return. He finishes the night with one assist. A first assist on the first goal of the game. He only had one shot. But, uh, yeah, he played good. Who else? Um, Danton Heinen continues his hot streak. He's played for every game for Pittsburgh this year. He's on a three-game goal streak to start the year. They went up, yeah, four bagel. I think it was 14 minutes in maybe to this game. And Marc-Andre Fleury and his triumphant return to to uh ppg arena he uh not so triumphant and he got the hook i know the fans were booing in the stadium kind of pissed off to see their boy mark andre get pulled after four pretty soft goals i know the first one was a super soft one and then zucker zucker got the last one drew o'connor congratulations kid first nhl goal i know he went bar down he went he got the second goal of the game then he got a helper on Brock McGinn's goal. And Brock McGinn also finished the night with one goal, one helper. And the Pittsburgh Penguins are rolling off to a 2-0-1 start. 
So this is good. This bodes well. They're gonna. This helps out with Sidney Crosby's injury too. They can maybe. They weren't gonna rush this guy, but now they ha definitely don't have any need to rush Sidney Crosby because they can sit on this two zero and one start to the season. Jeff Carter, he got another helper. He's been huge uh, for this team filling in while the big boys are out. John Marino. I was going to pick him up in fantasy hockey. He finished, he had led all Pittsburgh Penguins other than Chris Letang. He had 22 minutes and 21 seconds of ice time. Chris Letang led all skaters with 23.46. I wanted to touch on Brian Dumoulin. This guy, I'm telling you what, he's going to... I got him on Team America at the Olympics coming up. This guy is such a stud on the blue line. He made a play... Back checking. I can't remember who the Chicago Blackhawk player was, but just made it look so easy. Got a stick in there and just negated the scoring chance. I got him on Team America at the 2022 Olympics in Beijing. He made, he only had the one hit, two blocked shots. Not a lot of faceoffs in this game, very few faceoffs. Seven, who had the seven? Jeff Carter went seven for eight in the face-off circle, 46%. But they continue to roll. I just want to find out quickly here who they got next. I think they're off for a bit here. I'm going to have to type this in. How do I go home? Monday. Oh, they got Dallas. They got Dallas on the 19th of October, Tuesday. So that's not too bad. Pit, Dallas at Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're on a little bit of a homestand here. So that could be another W. Hopefully hopefully they can get another win. And then it sounds like, so Sidney Crosby's the back. Or he'll be, it'll be six weeks on the 20th. So look for Crosby to be cutting back in after the Dallas game. If you know what I'm saying. And I'm back. Just had to take care of some business there. Probably didn't even notice a little break in the podcast there. But regardless, Bill's back. Talking hockey. I'm going to quickly jump over to the fantasy fantasy league. I'm just going to give a quick update, update on week one here. Like I said earlier, Bill and J-Bone's in a heated match. He's up on me 6-4. to four. Aaron's official team is kicking the living shit out of Tanner's terrific team. He's up 9-1. Wagonfire's beating up on Darren's dandy team. So that's Kenny Kenflo. He's looking, He's up 6-2, so that one's all but over. Team Owen, he's going to get off the schneid here. I know he went 0-7. He's pretty pumped. He's got a Maple Leafs logo up there. He's 7-3 up over my... Over my boy Dan Lyon, DV365. Collins and Genius Team's getting the ever-living shit kicked out of him, too. 7-1 by Craig's cool team. And, uh, and Adam's fascinating team is also a few blowouts here in Week 1. 10-1 over no chance. So there's going to be a few people definitely uh having tough first weeks opening weeks but there's lots of time boys week one i think we got 23 weeks or something of this so and i'm glad the boys are having fun man i know aaron comes in every morning i'm at work here he's got her pulled up so he's having a good time kelly comes in and calls me a piece of shit on the daily so 
It's good, man. I'm loving it. The boys are having a good time. What else we got? We got a few things, some future plans I wanted to talk about. We got some exciting stuff happening with the podcast. We got, uh, I'm going to, we're going to do our first interview. I'm going to get Bubs or Eno, Bill's wife. Wife Bill's going to come on the podcast. I'm going to ask her a few questions about hockey and the NHL. What it's like to be a mom of two future NHL superstars with Nate and Noah. So that's going to be super exciting. We're also, I'm putting together a, an ODR tournament hosted by the Pretenders. So I'm, I'm looking to get together... I don't know, somewhere four or five, maybe six teams, somewhere around there. Teams of two, so uh, my my outdoor rink's only big enough to have two on two, I think. We'll see. Well, I'll I'll do a couple test runs, a couple flybys to see, but I'm pretty sure it's only going to be two on two, and I want to get a tournament going. We're going to have a few few beers out. We'll have the campfire rolling, and we'll do it on a weekend, and I'm going to have a big tournament. We'll have the the scoreboard up and the the bracket we'll have everything and we're going to get a bunch of pretender swag out there. there's going to be giveaways and we'll do some podcasting while we're out there it's going to be a hell of a good time we're going to be popping tops and playing some hockey we're looking for a goaltender for that so i don't know anybody that wants to anybody that's keen on that let me know hit me up in the comment section i know twitter is just blowing up these days can hardly keep up with the with the fans and all the interaction that's going on so that's coming up in the future. And then we're going to get J-Bones back here right away. So he should be back before the end of the week, I'm hoping. We're missing you here in the studio, J-Bones. Uh, hope all is well. I'm sure it is. I know you've been watching all the hockey. He's been he called me a bitch on the, in the fantasy chirps here. A little harsh, I thought, but I'll take it. I can handle it. I'm a big boy. I got the thick skin, if you know what I'm saying. So it's all good, and we got we got one game on the agenda here this afternoon. We got the Ottawa Senators taking on the Dallas Stars. It's going to be the last game of the week, so lots of these matchups in the fantasy league are pretty much set. But I got a chance. If I can get a couple goals tonight, that'll flip the tide. I still got a chance here. I'm going down swinging, like I said early, not earlier in the podcast. I'm not giving up easy. So I wanna, I wanna make sure. Uh, yeah. J-Bones just doesn't get a layup here at the end of the week. So I know he took Hugh Dobin. I think I already mentioned that. But see, he was the most added fantasy player. So it's been good. And we'll keep hitting you with some content. Again, searching for a new word for that. Content so fucking lame. But thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon.